Blog Talk Radio. Sorry for Good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Mia L, and I want to welcome you all to Race in the New Age, the teleseries. Um, we are going to get started with some music, as always, and then we're going to move into um, our talk tonight. So, we'll be back in about hmm, four minutes.
Okay, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome again. This is Race from the New Age, and this is your host and goddess, Mia L. Um, that was Viva Fidel with Build and Not Battle, who not coincidentally is um, supposed to be, going to be, possibly, our guest speaker tonight. Um, but he's not here yet, so you've got me. What's up, everybody? Uh, so, like Fidel just said, yes, it is indeed a new day. Uh-oh. Hello? Give me one second. Hello? Peace. What's up? What is the word? You just missed your song. You're on, you're uh, on the air. Oh, we live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, What's going yeah. on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. What's going on, world? Well, uh, I was just saying that um, we just listened to your song, and I said it's indeed a new day. So I was just going to introduce you a little bit, and then we'll get into it, okay? Let's do it. Okay. So as I was saying, everybody, um, welcome. And we are going to be acting as alchemists in this series to build a new black consciousness, which will in turn birth uh, new black reality and experience. So our guest tonight is Viva Fidel, and he's a, hmm, he's very talented. He's a rapper, an activist, a visionary, and he's very intelligent. And um, like I was saying, tonight our talk is going to be about forgiveness, and moving on, moving ahead. So, um, Fidel, why don't you come on and talk um, a little bit about yourself. You can introduce yourself, and then we're going to get into our talk. Is that cool? That's that's great. That's great. Thank you for having me and um, inviting me to the conversation. And I appreciate what you're doing, and I appreciate you reaching out. And, and like I said, just asking me to join. Um, my name is Fidel. And you can check out some of my work online at vivafidel.info and um, on facebook.com slash vivafidel. And I do a lot of work um, that's arts and culture related, that's uh, youth or community related. And so people can find out a lot more about, you know, specifics online, I guess, vivafidel.info. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Fidel, we're going to kind of split this talk into two parts. We are going to have our first first talk is going to be talking about forgiveness and kind of looking backwards and kind of um, some esoteric concepts. And then we're going to talk about moving on, moving forward, and we're going to talk about more action, more physical things. Okay? I got you. Okay. Okay, so to begin, this whole idea of forgiveness we talked a little bit about this um, before, and I was saying that forgiveness is the doorway. Uh, if any of you were on last week, I was talking about this concept that when we hold on to stuff that is, you know, toxic to us, that's bad for us, we're blocking uh, things that we could be having instead. So this whole idea, this whole idea about forgiveness, is about letting go of our 
anger, pain, frustration, bitterness, sadness, depression even, with slavery, with oppression, with Jim Crow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Fidel, what is your um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you mean specifically are you asking um, the my thoughts about people um, um, having forgiveness uh, from those things or um, specifically or just generally forgiveness? Well, how about um, if we look at ourselves as a community of people? Um, what do you think about, well, this is what I've noticed. I've noticed a lot of people who are still, Really, really, really angry about these things, you know, bringing them up a lot. Um, just kind of be, just kind of seem to be tied. What are these things? What are these things specifically? Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm asking you. What, what are these things? Oh. that people are angry about. <laughs> um, angry about slavery. Really angry about the 1950s. Angry about. Um, our ancestors, what happened to them? Angry about, Angry about um, their experience all this in America. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's a wide span of time. <laughs> that could be yesterday, <laughs> and it right. goes all the way back to you know what their grandparents, great grandparents, had experienced. Mhm. And so, and so you're asking in the context of forgiveness on that level. Yeah, I guess. I think you have a, a really great pulse on the community, or at least your community. And I guess I want to know what have you observed, like that um, issues that are common, or that people bring up a lot, or that people seem to be still holding on to. Have you observed this? Is this your well, I think, experience I think that, or not? I think that it's um, uh, part of our total experience. I mean. I think people in this country, particularly people from our community, black community, Latino community, um, um, poor communities across the board, I think feel a certain frustration with their experience. And it's, it's, it's interesting when you refer to it in a historical context because that's what ties everything together yeah. is history. And so being able to know What's going on now? Sometimes you have to go back and, and and kind of figure out where it came from, figure out how it started, figure out you know the origin of things. And sometimes um, going back and learning things that maybe you didn't understand or maybe um, didn't understand to to a certain degree um, of what happened, it can frustrate people and make people feel a certain anger or feel a certain um, uh, hostility. Um, because of, I guess you could say, the the treatment generally, but then, like you said, specifically, that could be yesterday. Something could have happened specifically uh, that reflects something that you know could very well be spoken on, like like you said, in the '60s or in the '70s or something like that. And I think people have a a right to be um, angry, if you will. Um, I, you know, I, I guess that's that's a general term too, because it's something so many different degrees of what that could mean. You know what I mean? Some people are angry or bitter or frustrated, or, you know, and and it might not mean the same thing as if I'm angry, I'm angry or, or the level of anger you might feel or something like So, you know, I think everybody's level of um, for comfort in America is, is different. And 
I don't know. I, I tend to tend to think that uh, forgiveness on that level is is very powerful, and it and it also is very critical to remember that a lot of the history, as you spoke in that context, a lot of the history um, that people um, may be holding on to, as you said, uh, I think there's a lot of it that needs to be shared and told and and, and kind of made known uh, on a constant basis because, you know, as they say, like, if you don't know where you from, you don't know where you're mm-hmm. going, and so on and so forth. We'll go around, come around, and so on and so forth. It's like history repeats itself. All those great cliches are real because um, that's how you know we 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 uh, reward ourselves through through research. And and what's going on today is basically a reflection of part of the, you know how how yesterday transpired, and then mm-hmm. that's how we kind of manifest what happens tomorrow, and so on and so forth. So I think. You know, a lot of what people are holding on to, in a, in a way, um, needs to be shared with um, 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 uh, whatever reality people are at. Because, you know, uh, if if my, you know, I would use an, an analogy with my students. Um, um, I teach in, in schools and high schools and middle schools and colleges, and, and I do workshops and about consciousness and restoration of consciousness and hip hop culture and hip hop history and so on and so forth. One of the things that I, I walk through them with a lot of analogies and scenarios that, you know, they can help relate to um, how important uh, and urgent some of the things that uh, we need to deal with are. So I, I tell them, like, if you know, if you came home to your house and somebody had kicked in your door and, and killed your family, and you went in every room and somebody was murdered and they and they and they they just terrorized your whole family and you got there and you was the only one there. You want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. You want to know what happened. You want to ask questions. You want to know what happened. You would go crazy trying to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. And I use that analogy because that's what happened to our family. That's what happened to our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we've been through a lot of terror. We've been through a, 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 some horrible things as far as breakdown of the family, which caused a breakdown of community and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But um, if we don't know what happened, we don't, we're not going to talk about what happened. We're not going to backtrack the steps of what happened. Then we don't we don't look stupid. You know what I'm saying? And we don't we don't yeah. we don't look like we don't care. We don't look like um, uh, we don't have um, any concern. You know, and mm-hmm. and you you people, that person that, that walk in that place have a right to be angry. Forever long, they're going to be angry till they find out mm-hmm. what happened. Till they feel mm-hmm. uh, justice, I guess, was served in their own heart or in their own mind to figure out. Okay. Um, now I feel resolved because I know what happened. Resolved. At least, yeah. yeah, at least I know what happened. So yeah. now if I want to do something or if I want to take the next step, then I can take the next step. So it's a big part of, you know, a, a process. I think that, that forgiveness piece uh, is just as much of a process as, you know, like learning what happened. You know, it, it's a process. You got to go through one and go through the other. Definitely. They're they're so interconnected that you cannot have one without the other. Um, one thing I was talking about last week was that I was talking about um, post-traumatic stress disorder or <laughs> post-traumatic slave disorder, and I was mm-hmm. talking about how what our communities have gone through or what we've gone through personally or what our families have mm-hmm. gone through, It's it boggles my mind that people, you know, people after the Vietnam War, after what they went through, they would get so much therapy to kind of, you know, make them whole again. And what we've been through is... <laughs> 
just as traumatic and crazy and wild, if not more than that. And it completely boggles my mind that the same thing isn't done for our community, the same thing isn't done for our people. I was like, it's like people are walking around with gunshot wounds, and it's like no help is being given or no one's addressing it or, you know, it's just like "Mm -mm, no one's paying attention, no one's talking about it. So, yeah, um, forgiveness and moving forward, a large part of that is going to be resolving all of that. That's part of the process. That's part of the process. And, 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 you know, I think a big uh, gap happened um, not too long ago, a big, a big uh, drop-off happened with that connection. And I think a certain amount of forgiveness came into play because a few generations, you know, uh, before us, um, a lot of the people that um, really were on the front line to make differences, to make changes in in society, um, had to put a lot of trust in the society and the system, had to put a lot of trust. And to trust sometimes you got to forgive, right? I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to trust you that you're going to do right. You're going to do me right. You're going to treat me right. You're going to treat my family right. You're going to treat my babies right. I got I got cuz cuz I'm trying to get with you. I'm trying to integrate. Remember, I'm trying to get with you after you done killed me and spit on me and and did all the, you know, worst possible things publicly to me. I'm trying to still get with you. I'm trying to still get with you. I'm trying to still get with you. It's like a relationship. You build a trust back up and that that person say, "Okay, I ain't going to do that to you. You come on and you come sit down and eat with us and everything." You know, and so again, if we didn't know the story generations past, right? So if the story not told, of what happened, what terror, what happened, who did what, and how it happened, and so on and so forth, what's to stop it from happening again? Now, you walk in on your family, murdered, executed, blood everywhere. You don't know who did it. You don't know what happened. Two years later, past, three years later, past, ten years later, past, somebody knock at your door. Knock, 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 knock. You let them in. You don't know who they is. You don't know what happened. They were the same ones that came in there and did the damage to your family, but you didn't know because you didn't know the story. So, again, like, moving forward, and with that forgiveness and with that trust in each other first, trust in each other and trust in, in ourselves to be able to say, well, you know, we, we, we can move forward because we're not afraid to tell the story. Yeah, it was ugly. It was horrible. It was messed up. It was it was, it was it was worse than you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And, and it was for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it was undeserved. And it was messed up. And so what happened was that story was so messed up that they – didn't want to tell it. But over time, that story yeah. started being told. Why? Because we were just trying to get comfortable. Just trying to, uh, we just trying to sit next to y'all. So if we're telling this story and sitting next to y'all, ain't nobody going to be comfortable. So still in America, you have the, 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 the plague of denial. And, and, and people are still in this stuck state of mind where people can't move forward past racism and white supremacy. White people sit around and, and see things. Um, and sometimes because of pure, like, racism and what they consider a uh, white supremacist kind of mindset, they won't stand up for what's right if it's not white. And so that still happens today in, 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 in the society. So people, you know, are having uh, a lot of flashbacks, you know, especially in the environment, you know, that we in, like, election season and so on and so forth. It's like a lot of flashbacks 
and references, for that matter, of um, the past and history and what's happening and how far we come and how far we ain't come and so on and so forth. It's 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 it's, it's unfortunate that you know we got to do so much catch up. We got to play so much catch up. You know, because it's gen- I'm talking about the story got dropped for generations. So us picking back the story up and saying, okay, 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 this will happen. Hold on, y'all. Hold on to our babies. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. This will happen. Let me explain this right quick. This is what happened. You know, so we want you, you to have forgiveness. Can you explain that? What do you mean the story got dropped? Explain to me. And um, about playing catch-up. It's, it's a lot of um From my humble point of view, I think a lot of the story, um, um, meaning our story uh, within the last, um, I would say, maybe 40, 50 years, um, 60 years, Probably, um, you know, it's it's kind of vague, it's kind of blurry, it's kind of um, spotted. You know, we know a few things about a few places and a few incidents and a few people that did a few major things and so on and so forth. But you know, uh, um, there was a lot that happened. There's a lot that happened in our and, and, and well. You know, you can go back before what they call slavery, and, and we just say, well, it's so much of our story that you know wasn't shared. You know, it was a big mm-hmm. movement and a pushback. And it was a, it was a big movement and a pushback in the '60s that was like called like Black is Beautiful or, or, mm-hmm. or um, like Black Power because it was like a self-esteem thing because you know because yeah. it was a certain ball that got dropped back then. So they said, well, we got to pick, pick this ball up. Self-identification, self-determination. Let's pick that back up. Let's let you part of who we are. Let's stand on what we are, where we from, and so on and so forth. Our culture, we can do that. Like and then that sort of had to be um, um, sacrificed in a way um, for certain other things to happen. And so that story stopped being told. Um, and so now you have a, a, a great um, a gap again, and then here come hip-hop. And then hip-hop came along telling that story again. And so a lot of us got the story straight through hip-hop. We didn't get it at school. We didn't get it at home. We didn't get it at church. We didn't get it at our community. Barely, we got it through the, through, through the rappers, and so um, and so you know we talking like telling the the story, the history. They connected a lot of us to generations before us, where we wouldn't have been connected to certain information. We wouldn't have been allowed to have certain conversations, and so now you know it, 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 it's it's evolved, and now you. And I are in positions where we can kind of control the conversation and, and, and bring that story back into the forefront. Start start telling that story again about not only what happened, not like not, not like from like a victim standpoint, but more so um, from the bird's eye view kind of standpoint. Like you know, like you got to know what happened and who's who and what's what because uh, we we survivors. You know what I mean? We're not victims at all. We survivors. Like, we we survived. Everything. So anything that you can you know, kind of think about in terms of, like you said, like slavery or Jim Crow, segregation, you know, whatever, you know, just even to, to this day, like even to this day, like, you know, it's still happening to this day. And so um, it's a it's a fighting it's a fighting spirit that that we had to be uh, kind of like energized with just by being here. And so you know that that's the story of black people in America. So, so it's, 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 I mean, you know, we got to be able to tell that story unapologetically. Be able to um, transfer to the kids and the babies uh, um, uh, that same energy and let them know like it's okay. Even though now, okay, everything is quote unquote integrated or everything is 
you know, quote unquote post post racial or whatever like quote that. Quote unquote. Like, yeah, everything is everything is quote unquote in America. This is quote unquote America. It is. Yeah, this is quote unquote America. Right. Uh, incorporated, you understand? This is this is not, this is a, a great illusion that 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 is set up. And all in all, you know, for real, all in all, um, that's part of it. Like uh, keeping the people dumb of their own history, keeping people dumb of their own culture, keeping people dumb of their own self determination. That's that's part of how the, the illusion is maintained. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, what I'm re- I'm really um invested in the fact that America may be an illusion right now, but my work and your work and all our work is to create something that's so far beyond what people even see right now. Um, So I'm really into breaking that illusion and creating something where people are dumbed down, where history is told and it's respected. Like you talked about the, you know, essentially the white power structure that we've been living under for so long. I personally believe that is all crumbling. Like I see signs all the time from, you know, from the news, from individually talking to people personally. I think all that is crumbling and a new reality is kind of being put up in its place. So, I mean, I just want to say that to the fact that um, something else is emerging, and we should, you know, be excited about that as we work on this other stuff. Absolutely, I agree with you. Well, you talked about, um, and we talked about, and we always talk a lot of historical things, you know, the 60s, the 50s, I don't know, 1868. And I wasn't there, so I always, you know, I make well, yeah, I mean, of course. But I think it's also really important, like you talked about dropping the ball, to also look at what's happening now. Because I think that's a lot of what people get caught up in, like, oh, that happened 50 years ago, that happened 400 years ago. It doesn't matter now. And one thing that people don't understand, especially those people that don't want to hear you talking about the things that they see, they're like, well, that's not happening now. Like you said, we live in a quote-unquote post-racial society. So could you talk a little bit about what you observe to be happening now that blocks forgiveness and blocks, I wouldn't say reconciliation, but mm, blocks forward progress in terms of race in America? It's strange. Sounds good. Is that a lot? That's probably a lot.